Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Talented Human Podcast. This is your host, Jay Flores. I am so excited for today's guest because today's guest is the, the actual audience that I, I wanted this to, to be for. Um, when I first introduced the podcast and when I first got the idea for the podcast, I thought of young people struggling with, the, with finding their purpose, finding their their um you know what they wanted to do in life how to develop their talent like am i musically talented am i artistically talented talented am i a business person like do i want to build a business am i a videographer photographer am i, am I an athlete whatever the the it is that they want to do there are pressures from society from friends from family from even from yourself to figure out what you want to do the world moves a lot faster today than it did when I was a kid and there are more pressures. I don't remember seeing this kind of pressure when I was younger on, you know, having things figured out now because like the way the economy works, the way, um, you know, people learn and, and the way that, that, that things just move a lot faster. Kids need to be more proactive at a younger age to actually develop their talent. And not every young person has the ability to say, well, I am so flipping strong that I can do um, anything. And uh, in one of the previous episodes, I speak to, to one of my good friends, Thomas Freck, and he is like one of the most grounded persons I know. Like he understands exactly what he wants, how he wants to do it. And, and it's like no issue. In this case, my guest today, a really good friend, my adopted son, uh, Noah, he is a... He's still in high school in Switzerland. Um, and he is probably the one person I know that really wants to get everything that he wants to do. Like he understands what he wants, but he also deals with the pressures that come from himself, the self-doubt, the, um, the, um, the pressure of like what his family wants him to do, what his friends uh, think that he should do or not do. Um, like, do I, do, do I succumb to to the peer pressure of, of being a teenager and just not giving a net about anything, or do I block everything out and, and focus on, on me? And, and that's, these are the challenges that Noah's actually dealing with. And we want to talk about this. We want to go deep into how do, how do you handle it and, and, and what it represents and, and that it is okay and, and how important it is to have a support group around you that actually helps you. And so without further ado, I want to bring into the show uh, my really good friend, uh, Noah, which I don't know how to say your last name. So I'm going to ask you to say your last name when you come in. Okay. So welcome to the show, Noah. Okay, thank you so much, Shay. That was an awesome introduction. So um, my last name, you say like Riyarvi. It's really complicated for those who are not from Finland. Um, actually, Finnish people mess it up too, but it's, uh, yeah. Nijavari. Riyarvi. Riyarvi. Yeah, almost. Something like that, yes. But yeah, so Noah with two O's is one of the, uh, I don't know, he's one of the wildest kids I know. Um, he's super smart. He's super goofy. He, he, he does things based on 
I guess like a feeling and a vibe that only he has and understands. And um, I remember getting a random FaceTime call because my number was listed on my Instagram and he was following our friend Finn Thormeyer. And then he always saw me on Finn's uh, Instagram stories. So he just decided to FaceTime call me in the middle of the day in New York. And uh, I'm like, who is this person? I and mean, why am I being FaceTime? A random to a sixteen-year-old kid, like, why is this happening? But um, but I'm happy that it happened. Um, I, I I met a really good friend and and someone that somewhat inspires um inspires um understanding and inspires you know what it means to actually be there for someone and 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 to, you know, kind of like mentor or not mentor, but like just be uh, supportive of someone. So um, tell us a little bit about you, Noah. Tell, tell the people who you are, what you do in, in, a, in a, like five minutes. Okay, so um, I am 18 years old. Um, I'm originally from Finland. Um, I used to go to school there. Um, I lived there for almost half of my entire life, um, more than half of my life. Um, uh, I I was born in Lahti, um, and then I moved to a Swedish school. So I went to I was in a Swedish school in Finland. Um, but um, in the seventh grade, my mom wanted to move to Germany, so we moved to Germany. Um, and after that, I was a couple years in Germany, and um, then I moved back to Finland um, and did my last year of um, like normal school, I guess, like yeah. the ninth grade. Um, at that time, I discovered that uh, I had some kind of passion for taking photos or making videos. Um, I got heavily inspired by Casey Neistat and Jung Olson and all these YouTubers. Um, also, Gary Vaynerchuk a bit. Um, and I got like a lot of like motivation to start something. Um, I didn't really know what I what I wanted to start, um, so I just got myself a camera um, at one point and um, started to create um, started to create videos um, and uh, yeah I don't know um, I went through that awkward phase where I tried to be, be someone else on YouTube um, tried to mimic Jung Olson, tried to mimic Casey Neistat I like their style so I tried to like you know create content like that because that I thought that was like cool um, and now I'm like um, thank God away from that face but um, yeah so I'm basically a teenage kid trying trying to find um, my place here on earth um, creating videos um, now I'm building my first company which is really exciting and nerve-wracking and a lot of headaches there um, and yeah no um, I don't know I feel like I'm just a normal kid Trying to trying to build something up. Um, absolutely crazy about video. Um, yeah. Yeah. For for those of you guys that don't know, Noah um, creates actually really good videos. He um, I, I feel sometimes he's a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to like finishing those edits. And uh, but he has a really good um, sublime way of of navigating through through the content that he captures and then putting it together. Um, 
with what I feel is like East and and uh, and just like that, like a nice touch of style. And um, and then you've been doing some work around uh, the area. You live in Basel right now, and you've done some work in Basel. You also done some work in your community in Finland, uh, working with people there. Um, how has that been from from a perspective of like being young and like having your friends around that are maybe not doing the same things that you're doing or thinking of like, well, I'm going to build a business or, you know, all that stuff. You like, how do you balance that, that, that aspect of like, when do you choose to go and spend time with your friends and how does that affect you when you say, I want to focus on the work that I have to do? Okay. So I feel like, um, in the start, it was definitely like I used to spend a lot of time with my friends or the small group of friends that I always have around me. Um, and then when I started getting more and more interested in the parts of editing and like doing stuff, um, there was always like, there, or there is always like a place where you like ha have to start saying no to people to your friends that you can go out um, or you have some client thing or something like that. Um, and that in the beginning and still is, um, is a part that like, um, is pretty like, how do I say? Um, it's a big part of it, like, or like not a big part of it, but you just have to like kind of learn to it or like you grow with it that you can like always do what your friends want you to do. Yeah. Um, so when I started out with, like when I, I remember when I got my first like actual paying client that wasn't like 20 bucks, it was like, I don't know, it was my first client that I, uh, that like a real client, that felt like a real client. And I remember my friend um, helping me, me with the phrasing of my um, proposal. Um, and in that moment, like I realized that I had a really good friend there that supported me. But then again, um, when, um, well, like that was one of like, when, when I realized that he was there supporting me, I realized that what kind of friends I choose to run myself with. I kind of learned that. Um, and then, but then when I had like, I had a couple of, I had a couple of, um, shoots during school time um which was uh, not the best because when i came back to school there was a lot of like oh my god well noah skipped school noah did this and there was a lot of like um you know talk about it um and that's like i think that's like one of the negative sides of it that um that impacted me in the beginning a lot do you think do you think there's like this this level of peer pressure from like from not in a negative way, but it, it's almost like the um, the fact that you're not doing or that you're doing something that's different, yeah. what everyone else is doing. Do you feel that there's like a like a level of like why is he doing this? Um, like, yeah, definitely. Um, there are a lot of people um, coming up to me. Um, like saying like, why do you put yourself, put so much time into it? 
like how why do you like sometimes I sit in the lunch lunchroom and just edit or like take photos or like not take photos in the lunchroom but like edit photos, edit videos, um and also like people see on social media. I post a lot in the stories about me, like if I'm working on something or if there's some experience that I'm talking about. And there are a lot of people coming up to me and say like why why do you put the energy into it? Like it's not gonna be a career anyway. So like um why do you why do you care so much? Um and I think that's that's something that has always been there in a way. People have always asked, like, why, why do you care so much about yeah. this stuff? Um, and I think it's harder for those, to, those who aren't, who don't want to make a career of um, something creative um, or something that they're passionate about. Um, I think that's hard to understand that um, someone actually loves to put in the hours of trying to become better um, and trying to trying to um like yeah just trying to be become better and or like you know editing and like it takes a lot of time so um, um, um yeah of course there are like there there's always like people that come up to me and say like why do you why do you care so much why do you put so much time into it what about family how do you deal with with that because i know you you have a family that's very uh like structure and yeah and uh they, they want certain things for you, but you want things that are different than what they want yeah. for you. How do you handle that? Definitely. Um, I think I've always lived with my mom. So um, my mom always, you know, she wants the best for me. Um, and I think for my like family, yeah, <laughs> all, all, all the moms want the, the best for their children. But I think my family, um, I think the biggest part is that the understanding of what I what I want to do um, is not really there. Um, I also don't help the fact that I like don't tell them everything. Um, probably the like the new age of like social media and you know all the ways you can make money um, is not super clear to them. So it's like okay, yeah, he takes photos. So what is he gonna be? You know, um, there's a lot of like okay, well, I hope this is a face. Good luck in medical school. Um, <laughs> but um, no, um, I, I think like there has, like I know that there's like always been a bit of talk, like what's Noah up to? Um, what's this like, we want you to go like, we want you to go um, and study and get a, like a degree and stuff like that. Um, I know that was the beginning, in the beginning it was always like that. Um, and I, I, I didn't really know when I started that I wanted to make a career out of this. I was just really passionate about it. And when I started to telling, tell my mom, so tell my family that, okay, yeah, I maybe don't want to go to school or like further like study something like law or medicine or anything like that. Um, it was like, okay, well, um, what do you want to do? Um, and there was always like this, some kind of like pressure to, to um, get a real job, you know, and that's like still there. But um, I think um, with my, I love my grand grandfather. Um, he's one of the most amazing human beings I know, um, and he has been really supportive of it, of of the fact that now I'm not maybe going to school. He was in, he wasn't in the beginning, but um, I think I think that I've just shown my family now, or we're at that point that I just can show that I'm so hugely passionate about it and can actually make some cash out of it. 
um, and kind of like sustain myself. So I think, um, because I, I, we, we've talked about somewhat of the privileged life that you've had uh, and the privileges that you enjoy um, uh, because of your family and, you know, um, you're not, you know, wealthy, rich or, or anything like that, but at the same time, you're not, you know, you have privileges and you have certain things that, that allow you to, to, to have certain freedoms that, that only come with having access to money. And, um, and, um, I think that when you are part of a family that has all this stuff, like they think, well, this is what we know. This is what we've done. Uh, this is how we've made what we have. When yeah. you come up with an idea of like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to take the uh, freelance route and um, the creative way of living. And, and that always has a little bit of, um, I don't know, that comes like, with this fear from people. It's like, you're going to be an artist. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like that's yeah. like, you, yeah. you think you're going to make it with music? You think you're going to make it with, you know, as a photographer, videographer, like, um, and, there, and it is hard. Um, it is a, a hard thing to do, but at the same time, I think that anything that you can do will happen if you're happy doing it. Yeah. And nothing will happen if you're not happy. Doing it. Like you could go to med school and become a doctor and suck at it because well, you're not happy at it. You know, you're not, it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't fulfill your life. So you might actually kill some people in the process. Yeah. So that in itself is, it's, it's detrimental to, to our health, but then maybe struggling while making it, doing what you love and what makes you happy keeps you so sane and so healthy that eventually, you know, the things fall into place, the gears grind smoothly, and, and it becomes something, something big. There are very successful people in the, uh, in the arts and, and they make movies and they, you know, are award-winning photographers and videographers and, yeah. and, um, and, that, and that's like, you know, it's like with everything, you know, not every doctor is, you know, a world, you know, world-renowned surgeon or, or, you know, like whatever. Um, and, I, um, one thing that I, I feel like we all deal with young, old, when we're trying to like figure out what we want to do is yeah. self doubt. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. What has been the most, uh, kind of shifting aspect when dealing with self doubt for you? Like, when you've doubted yourself um, at a high level, when you felt pressure from yourself, not from others, but from your own self, like when you, when you analyze what the world outside was saying yeah. and then what you internally were saying, how did you manage that and what kind of helped you um, come out of it? Like, um, yeah, so I, I actually had this one phase, um, maybe a year ago, no, one and a half years ago, um, I had this client thing and um, I kind of fucked it up a bit. Um, it got saved and everything was fine, but uh, in the end, like everything uh, worked out fine, but the client wasn't super happy because I fucked up a bit. Um, and 
I've totally went into like a ice age, froze down, couldn't do anything. Like couldn't I I I thought to myself like okay well maybe I'm not up for this like maybe I'm not good for this um, I can't do this what the fuck sorry um, yeah, okay <laughs> um, like like I honestly like I just froze and for a long period like for two three months I didn't do any 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 like any shoots I didn't. I didn't try to plan anything. I didn't try to get a client. I didn't try to take photos. I didn't like, because I doubted myself so much that, oh my God, I'm a failure. Um, and then all of that, that you can't make it from people that I knew from school and from like the close relatives, um, all that came into, the, into my brain and kind of like messed it up. Um, and that was that was really difficult to come out come out of and i think how i did it was just by well i feel like i have some kind of close group of friends um that are really supportive um they don't always agree with me or like think that i'm i'm doing the right choice but they always like try to see my side and help me um and i think just talking to talking to friends and also just like trying to create something new that you maybe think that is good or find good. Um, I think that just, that got me out of it, of that, of that phase where I was like super like, Oh my God, I can't do this. I'm a failure. Um, so it was the people but, around you that you could actually rely yeah. on that. It changed. So. Yeah. But it was also a lot of like, thinking for myself like okay am i gonna give up now yeah am i actually like am i gonna give in to all those people um i didn't think about it probably in that way but it, it was still there like okay what like can i pick myself up from this um and now when i'm like i still have like like i think everyone has a bit of self-doubt sometimes huh. or like the younger generation like the, oh, even even when you're old like me you have self-doubt um yeah it, it's, it's 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 a nature thing it's like um every time you're gonna do or try something new there's always a little bit of like yeah is this the right thing to do it's like am yeah. i taking the right step am i doing this and then that's never gonna change um and and it only it only helps if you if you understand it if you know that what it is like because like sometimes self-doubt is not it's not actually uh, recognized by the person feeling it. Yeah. It's, it's a feeling that you don't understand. And if you don't understand that as self-doubt, then it's like, it's, it's a dark place that that takes you into different things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, self-doubt is like, it's kind of like a catalyst to, to actually do things. Like whenever I, I feel like, it might not be the right thing. That's when I know it's the right thing. Yeah. So um, even though sometimes it's not the right thing, but yeah. it's good to be it's good to be not always right. If you're always right, then you you don't know how to handle not being right. Like when you you know you have to fuck up a lot yeah. in life. Like a life without fuck ups is kind of boring. 
and kind of pointless. Like if you're not messing it up a little bit, you have to like you have to like if everything is going to right at some point, you have to kind of like purposely say, I need a mess up here. I need I need a I need a little punch in the face to to make sure that I stay true and real to 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 what life really is because not life is not perfect and life is not all you know, sunshine and, and rainbows. Absolutely. It's only like thorns and and rocky path that you have to crawl on your knees through and <laughs> but it's um but it's a, it's a beautiful thing because like that that hustle that 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 desire to to work hard and to do things is what makes us um i think better at what we do like that's like if, if things are served to us on a silver platter then it's like eh, i just got it yeah i feel like um now that i'm like in the process of like creating something new um talking about my company that is um that's one of my more relevant projects right now um i've had a lot of like doubt like can i can i actually do this can i actually manage stuff can i what what's the deal and i think i right now i've figured out that the more i work on it the more if i have a problem if i have a problem that creates stuff or like fear in me and I work like I work at work on the problem and get it fixed the dog goes away and I think that like um, I realized that a couple of days ago actually that the more the more I work the more of the, the problems and doubts are gonna come go away but also there's gonna come new doubts because the more you work the more things you can get accomplished um but i think you just learn to handle it in yeah. later like i think it's just something that grows on us i feel like and we, we learn or i learn to handle more with the pressure and like it just comes with life but it's absolutely necessary to fuck up sometimes and i feel like the biggest fuck, fuck ups that i have done during my freelance stuff or just like things for friends um have teached me lessons that no success could have ever teached me i'm not saying that i've had big success yeah. yet but um hey any um, any small victory is a success like life yeah. a successful life is made by stepping stones of small victories yeah. yeah so that's how you build a successful career a successful anything it's like you have to have long-term goals Okay, because long-term goals are the key to everything, but you can only have a long-term goal that is sustainable if you build it on small, short-term goals and, and victories that actually hold it up. It's not gonna float on its own. It has to, it has to be held up. And groundwork needs to be there. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely agree with that. Like um, building, making. Um, Actually, what I'm doing right now with school and balancing like the work stuff is I set daily goals for myself, how many hours I want to work on what stuff. Um, and if I, I have a chemistry exam, this is a bad example, but like I have a chemistry exam next, um, next Wednesday and I've 
uh, and I have a video that I want to edit until next week as well. Um, and just putting small tasks, like small, like hourly goals, like, okay, I'm going to do, if I have like a big goal of achieving like 10 hours of studying for the chemistry exam, I have to put that in like into smaller pieces and then accomplish every single one of those. And then if I, in the end, study eight and a half hours of 10, um, it's still a small victory because like, um, I, so I like- Eight and a half hours are as productive as- Yeah, but it's like, yeah, like putting your big goals or the big like goal you have into smaller, smaller mini goals um help ha, has helped me um get forward with stuff um, i know that you struggle a bit um last year with keeping yourself organized um oh yeah. like oh yeah. um i remember getting one of your random phone calls and you're like freaking out because you can't get organization in your life and like you have yeah. so many things and you have school i think you yeah. were working on a on a client stuff and or you yeah. wanted to work on a video and you're like, I want to do this and I have school and I have uh, friends and family activities and I just don't know how to get all this together. Yeah. And, and um, I think at the time I said to you, break it down. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about organizing the whole, take one task, organize that task, take the other task, organize that task with the time that you now have left and then organize the next one and the next one and then optimize it. Um, and uh, I, to me, it's fascinating to see how you like evolve from that because I think that that was one of the, the, the biggest things that, that you struggle with was your own organization to keep you accountable for, for the things that you actually wanted to do. And I think that the, most of the frustrations that came from your end at times where um were based on you not having the uh the clarity on how to put more than two or three things together in one in yeah. one you know calendar block <laughs> um which i you know i i hate and love calendars yeah i there are certain things that i have to have on my calendar and certain things that i cannot have on my they're like, they, they're just things that are going to happen throughout the day that I know are going to happen. So I don't necessarily need to have them because I also get really stressed out if my calendar is like packed with things. Because then it's like, for me, it's overwhelming because like, it's a, a, a pressure that, that kind of takes form. And, and I'm like, wait, that's maybe too much things. Like, and then I'm looking like, oh, this from this time, from that time. And then that creates a pressure that I don't like, but I also like working against the deadline. I also like working under pressure in a way. So, but, but, but I don't want to see that pressure. I want to know that it's there, but I don't want to see the pressure. So yeah, like, I think it can't be on my calendar. So I keep my calendar very clean um, with just specific things that I know that, for example, like need to happen on a specific time. Yeah. Because if they don't happen at that time, then the process gets messed up. So those things that are time sensitive, yeah. um, or not time sensitive, but that are the specific hour of the day, those things need to be on the calendar. The rest I can do and manage through the day because I know how many hours I work. 
and I know how many things I need to do. So maybe sometimes I, I and I also like to mix it up because if everything is like repetitive, yeah. then my ADHD kicks in, I get bored. And because uh, I, I need to be able to focus on the things when I feel like I want to focus on the things. So I, like if I have to do um, content ideas yeah. for a client, I cannot say this is only going to happen from, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Monday, yeah. every Monday. Yeah. You know, like, but I can say this is going to happen on Mondays for one hour. So I have that already in my calendar. There's one, not in a calendar, but in, a, in my schedule of the days, like one hour of um, content ideas for clients. And then I go into, on Monday, maybe at two, after lunch, and I just do that. Or I'll do it early in the morning, then I'll do an hour of, because it's in my head, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, go to, to do this. And that's like a way for me to like keep things organized and to like, be able to like keep a structure that is not so structured. Yeah, um, I feel I I still I I feel like for every teenager um, that is not super, you know, that has some kind of like, um, no, a bit like ADHD or like some kind of like can't focus or so I have a lot of friends like I I myself can't focus like five hours on one subject. Um, I have friends that struggle with commitment issues and like starting something and then leaving it up. I recognize that in myself too. Like I have that too. I want to start everything big and then it kind of falls crashing down because like I don't, I can't manage it properly. Um, no, that's you, can't, you can't start big things. You have to start yeah. small and make them yeah. big. Absolutely. Um, I think, I think what, what um what has helped me is like figuring out my own system like how do i work basically yeah uh, how how does my body work how does how does my creative creativity work um and it's like a never-ending like battle with yourself but still it's like you have you kind of have to figure out like what works best for you and how many breaks you have to take um, during those small tasks that you to do, um, and I think it's just important to figure out how how you can work the most efficiently. And I think like it's okay to take breaks. Like it's totally okay to like take a five minute break and shoot some hoops or like I don't know do some push ups and then focus on something else. But just to figure out your own way of Keeping yourself balanced through the day. Yeah, getting stuff done. And it's also like setting way too, like it's good to set high goals. And I, I try to set high goals for myself, but um, I've learned that if you, if you don't manage or if I don't manage my time properly and if I don't give myself a bit of breathing room, I'm going to freak out and then everything is going to like come crashing down on my brain and then I feel again like, oh shit, I can't. Um, so there has to be some kind of structure um, to everything that I do. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's shift a little bit here and get into the uh, into the dark space stuff. The uh, oh, yeah. the, the stuff um, we've, we've talked in the past, and um, I think this is important. And I'm gonna put you a little bit on the spot on this, but 
you've had your moments where um, where your anxiety kicks in at a really high level, yeah. and and you feel this this moments of like getting this panic attacks and 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 you've dealt with this um, bravely and 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 so so smartly in a way because you know you know exactly what to do when you feel this you know exactly what to say you i mean i i i feel privileged to be someone that's uh part of your life that you rely on whenever you need advice or help in in, in many things and um whenever you felt that you know the, the walls are closing in um, those moments where you like call or send a text is like, I need help. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's, it's, it, I think it's so important. Um, and it's like probably the, 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 the biggest sign of, of strength and, 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 and not weakness because knowing when you need help is so important. A lot of kids feel the same things, the same um, and, and, and adults too, like when they, when they feel these moments are like, you know, panic or, or anxiety at a high level, but they don't know how to respond to it. You are actually someone that actually knows that what you do is you, you get, you get on the phone with the right person. Yeah. At the time, with whoever that person is at that moment when you're feeling it you try to get to that person as soon as possible. So yeah, I think you, how do you, how did you come to realize it now when you get into those places? Um, well, my, my anxiety started back in Germany. Um, and I actually, actually I, I could, I, for a long time, I, I, I still can't deal with it in a proper way that it goes away in a snap because that's just not how it works. Um, and back then, I, I didn't know how to communicate it. Um, I used to like get anxiety to go to school sometimes. Um, I think that like I, I didn't like the environment in school that I was in. I didn't I didn't I wasn't in a good headspace mentally. Um, I had some issues with my family, and all of that like pressure of school, family, and all that. Like I started to get these anxiety attacks where. Um, I didn't know what was happening and like everything just went black um, and was totally like done. I can breathe. Like I felt like, like it was really like, it was just really horrible. Um, and back then I had someone to talk to um, that I could, that I could like just text and say like, Hey, what's up? What do I do? Um, and I didn't realize that that was like helping it. I just knew that, that was like I got calm when I could talk to someone. Um, but for like for a while, I, I didn't I didn't actually talk to anyone, and I also like was scared to trust anyone. Because it, it was like I, I it's I still like feel like sometimes like I have a weakness because I can't function properly because I'm getting anxiety attacks, and that's not absolutely not the truth. It's like what. Um, so I think, I think the process of like, just, you know, having a couple of people around you that you can actually trust, 
um, or like, you know, talk to is really important, but like the, um, the, the way there to have that relationship where you can actually talk is, is actually, it takes a long time. Um, and I don't like, I don't think, um, I absolutely don't think you should go like if you, if someone has anxiety, I don't think you should go just to a random person. Sometimes that may help, but like, um, if it's actually something personal and deep, you should talk to someone who's actually knows you a bit. Yeah. Uh, um, and I feel often it's maybe not the best if you talk to somebody in your family. I feel like that's sometimes not the greatest, but some, maybe if you have a close relationship with your family, it's. I think, yeah, you, I think you took, at one point you took a leap of faith and you know when you first contacted me because I remember the I remember the first time you called me like when you were feeling like like you know really anxious and like I remember you on the phone you're like I can't breathe and for me it was like uh, I'm gonna go into a panic because I you know it's this kid that I just know randomly um, that has uh, you know, like reach out to me for help on, on photography and, and, and stuff like that. And we've had so many good conversations about creating content and doing all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you call and you're like, I am frigging the fuck out. Yeah. I need help. And I'm like, for me, it was like an awakening thing too, because like, um, you never know when you need to be calling to action. Yeah. Um, and this goes out there for the, for the people that are listening that, that, that may know someone that, that, that kind of needs a, a little bit of help. Um, the, uh, for me, it was, it was a scary moment in a way because it, I felt like this huge wave, weight of responsibility now because like, I'm like, well, I need to like really truly like dive in and help this kid as much as I can yeah. and be as patient as I can. Um, I think that day we spoke for, I don't know how many hours, but, um, but it, I, I felt like it was needed to do that because like, I honestly, in a selfish way, didn't want to have the responsibility of you fucking it all up. Yeah. And then it all be on, on me because you called me and I didn't do a good job at it. And, uh, but, um, but it's good also to know that not everyone has that ability and, yeah, and being able and being truthful to the person, I think is also important because I, I feel like had I not been able to help you and try to, would have been as bad as me not helping you at all out of spite, but maybe saying, Hey, listen, dude, this is completely outside of like, I, I don't know how to handle this because like, for example, like if I was someone that, that will get too anxious and too, yeah. um, by the situation too affected by the situation, then maybe I'm not the right person. But knowing that, um, that that that's also really important. Like if you if you ever find if you're listening if you ever find yourself in in that situation, if you know that this is not something you can handle, it's really good to tell the person right away. Hey, listen, I don't know how to help you with this, but uh, yeah. you know, try try to calm down and yeah. go ahead and, and you know try to figure out who you can talk to as soon as possible, and 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 you know try not to do anything irrational and. Uh, but that's like to me it's like it it was it was something that that kind of like awoken something something that 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 is important I and mean, I've always been a big uh believer of 
how important it is for us to stay mentally healthy. Yeah. So knowing that not only old people suffer from mental health, yeah. because that's like something that is almost like a, like an underwritten assumption. It's like, you know, only old people are crazy. And, and, uh, and which I, you know, I hate to say, to, to actually say it like that, but it's like the, uh, the stigma of it. And, and, and it's not like they're crazy. It's just that they're not stable enough mentally. And that's, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an accumulation of moments that lead to that. But it all starts when we're young. Sometimes when we're young, we, you know, we, we, we find ourselves in situations um, not everyone lives a life that's like straight line. Some of us have like so many ups and downs and, and things that, that happen and affect us and, and, and not everyone handles difficulty or, or successes in the same way. So maybe too much success can get to our head and like mess us up completely. And then we like, oh my God, this is too much. Like, um, I always think of, um, of Demi Lovato, um, how how her own success got to her, and she didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, and she went into this really dark space, and she went into drugs, and she went into like all these things that she even today talks about with so much passion. and And I absolutely love her for that because she's able to say, "I got to the point where I recognized the problem," and she understands that not like. Like a lot of people think, oh, you know, she's like, a lot of people at the time thought she's just a spoiled kid. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know how to handle success. And they're saying exactly what it is and not giving it the importance of what it was. Yes, she was just a small kid who couldn't handle success. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a big effing problem. If you can't handle it, you have to be helped. It's just not like a lot of people say it's like, Oh, well, if it's something bad, like, you know, rape or a tragic tragedy or, or death in the family, then it's like, oh my God, let's help them because it's so tragic. But because yeah. it's success, they may say, well, no, yeah. it's not a big deal because, you know, you should be able to handle your success. It's a victory. You, you know, why is success affecting you so badly? Well, success does have that because especially when it's success, like in a limelight, you know, when I got everyone on you, like everyone is watching you. Like, you know, we saw it with Britney Spears. We saw it with, um, with like so many actors. Um, uh, Heath Ledger, who sadly passed away, he was battling severe mental issues um, because he couldn't handle the stress of the work that he was doing, the demands of being in the limelight and being the actor that everyone expected him to be. And, and that in itself, it's um it's something that people need to understand and like yes success can get to you success can be really good but not knowing how to handle it is so so heavy and i i thank you because um you've always been so open about about your own struggles with with anxiety with like feeling like getting too much into your head dealing with these panics dealing with these moments and um, I think people need to hear more about that from you. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think like, as, as some kind of like, I feel like I, the younger generations, 
generations or like a lot of my friends actually like we all want to you know achieve something um in a way or like everyone wants to like everyone wants to be popular everyone like wants to have their own friend group and like you know have their thing going on and stuff like that and i think a lot of like the pressure of oh shit you have to make it and all all those like except except expectations that like teachers or parents or or stuff like that make it doesn't i feel like they the expectations don't make us grow it just makes us think that or for me it was also like for me it was that i had to become somebody else and i think that that can give a lot of like i think that gave me at least a lot of like anxiety that oh shit i have to become somebody else i have to be this a plus student you know um and i think like um struggling with like trying to be somebody else that that you you aren't is it can get like i can give a lot of like um anxiety and like bring you into a bad space because then you start thinking okay if if he wants me to be like this and i don't want to disappoint him um like now i have to become this person you know yeah i um, think it was anyway. i think it was our our first my first my first guest on the second guest on the episode uh Tom Wetrick who um he's you know he's a a, a, a parent a teacher um a, a a mentor to to young entrepreneurs and i think what he said i'm trying to like i'm going to like paraphrase a little bit here on that episode is like parents don't understand the kind of pressure that they put on their kids by not listening to what they're saying mm-hmm. yeah and because they have this mentality that i'm telling you what to do because i'm your dad and i know what's best for you yeah but listening to your kid is the most important thing because they are telling you what they feel is best mm-hmm. And if you yeah. can't see that or understand that, yeah. It's it's really bad because what you might feel is different than what they feel. And not giving value to what the young people felt feel is is actually is is so so dangerous. Yeah. Um but um I think we're good for today. I think um I think this is a good way to to kind of end today because um I want people to 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 feel that you are going to struggle with yeah with absolutely like, I feel like the 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 best thing about being a teenager is that you can actually struggle a bit in a way it's an it's a weird I think it's a weird way of maybe thinking about it but like um if you struggle it's just a good sign that you're actually like trying to get somewhere you know yeah um, and uh i think it just it's just a part of what we have to go through and it's just a really good learning experience um 
it's all about learning if we're not learning look we can't we, we won't have it all figured out um i don't have it all figured out um you know closer to 40 than i am to 30 now and uh yeah. i i feel that that i'm still learning and 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 when i think of the younger kids that that are out there like because life like it's it's an interesting time where we are in like from a society aspect and then a world economy and all that stuff there's we're going through this massive change so you guys have an opportunity to to learn new yeah, yeah. while older people now have to shift learning to understand new yeah and um and I think that's um, it's, it's a fascinating um, dynamic, but um, I, I want to thank you. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you for for the time. Like I I know like I you're probably like for for our listeners to say why is he talking to this kid? But it is because you are one of those kids that that need this podcast that that need to hear that it is okay that that you are going to struggle that you are going to feel anxious and that you're going to and that you need to take care of your mental health. Um, I think that's something that, that you have been doing really well. So I, um, yeah, I thank you for that because um, I think this is gonna be a very valuable episode to our listeners and, uh, and uh, it gives you an opportunity to um, to get to the uh, oh my god no so call us Thomas um but yeah so let's end the um the episode right here yeah. I want to thank you for um for being um you know so brave for being who you are you are a you know an amazing human being and someone that I truly um that I truly respect at a high level. Um, and yeah, thank you for being on here. Thank you. It was uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. <laughs>